Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. Welcome, everybody, to our Sunday evening experience, Lessons in Living a Thriving Life. I am Reverend Abigail, and it is my pleasure to host this for the evening for all of you. Uh, It is my intention that you are inspired by whatever we bring today and that we are here to inspire each other and collaborate and um, that wisdom emerges through all of us. So that's something that's really important for all of you to know. I do want you to know we are recording this only up to the point. I am I'm going to do a small talk on the book that we have, our, our book that we're focusing on. And um, besides that, uh, we're going to stop the recording and have a conversation about it. So uh, just so you know, you will be in complete uh, confidence as soon as we stop the recording after my, my talk. Um, other than that, I'm going to go ahead and pray us in. And I just I want to welcome everybody who's just logging in now. I'm so grateful that you're here. So just taking a deep breath. Hmm. And just know with me that there is only one thing. Some people call it God, source, the great creator, the infinite one, the quantum field, whatever you call it. Know that it is here now within each and every one of us, surrounding all of us. It is infused with love because its nature is love. It is love itself. And each and every one of us has shown up today to be a part of something that has never happened before. And so I surrender into that awareness. I allow this time to be together, to be sacred, to be holy, to be blessed for insights and illumination, for our imagination to run wild with amazing dreams for us to fully experience in our life. And so as I surrender into that awareness, I'm grateful to know that this time together is holy, it is blessed, and it is good. And for that, I'm grateful. And so it is. And so it is. All right. Well, again, I am grateful that you are here. Thank you, Deandra and Shadra and Faye, uh, Betty and Tracy for for coming on. It's so good to have you with us. And um, I'm going to... Just talk about this amazing book that we're focusing on, which is Relax More, Try Less by Neville Goddard. We're doing a four-week focus on um, this book. And so I'm going to tell you what I thought was really interesting and salient and important. And um, and then we're going to have a little experiential and, and then we'll have more conversation about it. So... What I love. Now, Neville Goddard was, he wrote this, gosh, I think it was in the 30s, the 1930s. So really taking this into context, um, that this was almost 100 years ago when he was writing this book. And uh, it is so exactly what we teach in Science of Mind at Centers for Spiritual Living and the New Thought Movement. I mean, he was just really tuned in to the way that the universe works. And one of the things that he says at the very beginning 
is one becomes what one imagines. Now, most people accept life on the basis of the world around them. And they're totally unaware of the creative power of imagination. We all have imaginations. And he talks about the fact that our imagination is so powerful and we don't really tap into it. We don't really use it. And so I think it's really beautiful to express the idea that God within you is your imagination. And I'm going to invite Sherry to put the slide up because we're at, I created this lovely visual presentation. Now, we are going to do this on a podcast. So podcast people, sorry, you don't get the slides. Uh, <laughs> but here, people in person, you get the slides. <laughs> so our, the, the subject matter that we're talking about is utilizing your imagination while relaxing. So think about this. God is the creative power within you. God is your imagination. So whatever you call it, if you choose not to use the word God, you might use the word source or great creator. But just imagine that, like if God is your imagination and it is creating a part of your imagination, imagine having the perfect power at your I want to say fingertips or within you already and not utilizing it. So this is really an opportunity to think about if God is your imagination and the power behind your imagination, how could you use this creative power and how could you use the creative power of God? So, and, and, this is how it works, right? You get to imagine it. You get to dream it up. And then the universe conspires to create it in reality. So what is it like to experience which is fulfilled? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Have you ever had that happen? You imagined it and then it came into being. Now I know that that's, that's how it continues to work in the world because we create things twice. The first thing we create them here in our mind and our body and our experience. And the second thing is spirit or source or God creates it in the big R reality. So this physical experience that we have is reality. And I like to think about this because everything that I want in the world has come because of my intentional creation of it. Or everything about my world has come because of everybody else's intentional creation of it and I'm just defaulting to what everybody else has created in the world. So me, I choose to, maybe I don't want to be, I don't want to be like the default. I want to, I want to go on the taking it into my own hands and creating it in a way that I would love. So that way I am not just being whisked away into other people's experience, but I'm 
having my own embodiment of my own experience. We've got this practical technique. And the practical technique is, number one, you can know what you want, know exactly what you want in this world. And what I've noticed is whenever I counsel people or talk to people, many people are clear on what they don't want. But they're not necessarily clear on what they do want. Or they experience what they do want, and then they forget to go on to the next level of what they do want. So there's no limit to the good we can experience. Like my relationships can constantly get better. My uh, my experience of abundance can always improve. My connection with my divine source or my creative expression can always have another level of amazingness in my world. And so there is no end to the good that I can experience. So I can either choose to continually up-level my life or again, be the default. So again, the, the way that Neville Goddard talks about using your imagination is to know exactly what you want in this world. That's the first thing. The second thing is get into a relaxed state. And then the third thing is to make as lifelike a representation of po- as possible of what you would see and touch and what you and what you would do if you were physically present and moving in such a state. So in the book, he shares his own story about um, him going to Barbados and not having money to do that. And he talks about imagining it and experiencing it and feeling the palm trees and and just not really having the money to do so. And two days before the last ferry to the Barbados uh, takes place, he gets a, a check in the mail from his brother who says, I know you're without work. I want you to be here for Christmas. Come to the Barbados. And, um, and so he wanted to go there, but he didn't know how it was going to happen. And this is kind of the secret of life is you don't need to know how anything is going to happen. You just need to know that you're the creator of the idea and then the universe will conspire to create the how. So your job is to just be in the imagination of it, be in the feeling tone of it. I did that for this house. I just moved moved in the beginning of July. I bought my uh, first house here in the Seattle area and I knew this, I know I'm very excited. <laughs> I knew this, this technique is, it, it's, it's what works. And so the way that I did this is I created a vision board and I, um, but it wasn't just about a visual, it was, it was about the feeling tone of what I would feel in my house. I wanted to feel like I was in a sanctuary. I wanted a place where I could have family and connection and I wanted a place that I felt was modern and cool. And at the same time, there was comfort and um, ease and grace. And so my wife and I spent many, many walks being in the state of dreaming, of imagining, of, of discussing. What are the feelings? How does it feel to be in the house? What, is, what do we experience when we go to our backyard? Is there, you know, what are the flowers like? What are the trees like? What does it smell like? We hear birds, right? It was, 
it was a conversation and and really getting into that idea of feeling the experience of it. So I felt it first in my body, in my mind, you know, it was, it was multidimensional. And then the house came into my experience, right? And so now I'm in the physical experience of that truth coming into being. I didn't know how it was going to happen. I, you know, I heard all the stories about the housing market being crazy and it is, and we had 17 people bid on this house. And, you know, like there was a lot of, you know, that, that could have stopped me from, from dreaming, but I didn't. And so the same thing is available to you. But what I want to do is I want to do a very short practice session with you uh, of this, of using your imagination of, you know, just let's, let's do it. Let's be in it together because no time except the present to create what we'd love, right? So I want to invite you um, to go into this idea of, first of all, pick something you would like in your life. Now it might be a shift in a relationship. It might be uh, bringing on a new relationship. It might be uh, your, you know, some kind of endeavor that is your business or profession, or maybe you're branching into a new realm. Uh, it might be something tangible like a house or a car. Um, it might be going on a trip to some place you've never been. But just pick one thing that you have that you don't have yet. You haven't experienced it yet, but you want to experience it for this little exercise. We're going to go ahead and go into a meditation. So you have your one thing, and I want you to first relax your entire body. So this is the prerequisite. You got to get relaxed in order to allow yourself to feel what it's like to be in this new state. So relax your entire body. Notice your feet. Are your feet tense? Give them permission to relax. Are your legs tense? Give them permission to relax. Notice your shoulders. How are your shoulders doing in your neck? Just allow yourself to just surrender into relaxation. Give your body this treat, this pleasure of being relaxed. And now I want you to focus on your breath. Just take a minute, breathing deeply in and breathing deeply out. And as you breathe in and breathe out, you can tell your body, I give you full permission to relax. It is a joy to be in your presence and just breathe in and breathe out. And now I want you to put your attention on your heart. We're gonna do a little thing called um, heart math, something I, uh, it's a technique that I learned at Stanford University. They, they actually have a heart math institute that focuses on this technique, but it literally will change your body. And all you have to do is focus on somebody or something you love. So imagine that somebody or something you love is right in the center of your heart and cultivate those feelings of the warmth, the love, the tender care, the appreciation. It could be for an animal. 
to be for a person, a parent or a child or a grandchild, somebody that you love really deeply. And I want you to imagine that you're breathing in and out of your heart, breathing in this love and breathing out this love. So just imagine that for a little bit, breathing in love, breathing out love. And as you're doing this, your body becomes more calm, more open, more relaxed. The tone of your vagus nerve actually increases and you are activating your parasympathetic nervous system, which allows you to become more focused, calmer, and it's boosting your immune system. And all you're doing is breathing in and breathing out this love. So now I want you to shift your attention from that love onto this goal or this dream or this desire that you would like to see accomplished. And instead of imagining it happening outside of you, I want you to imagine it happening now in this moment. Like, what would you feel like if this thing already came into your world and you are feeling it and experiencing it in this very second? What do you see? You might see colors or shapes. Where are you? What people are with you? What are you wearing in this experience of fulfillment? What do you smell? And imagine what emotions you're feeling. Is it appreciation and gratitude? Is it joy? Is it expansion? How does it feel in your body? Just take a moment to enjoy this thing as if it's happening right now. And now bring your attention and your awareness back to this present time and space. And when you're ready, go ahead and open your eyes. And that is a spiritual practice. All you have to do is know what you want, get into a relaxed state, and make as lifelike a representation as possible of the thing that you desire as if it's happening now. Neville Goddard said, while sitting in my chair, I would feel myself right into the situation of my fulfilled desire. And having felt myself into that state, I would not let it go. I would keep that mood alive 
And in that mood, I would sleep. So he invites all of us to make it a practice every night before you go to bed. It's just take a few moments to just relax yourself, put yourself in that state of imagination, and then fall asleep in that place. The one thing that I love about this is that our imagination puts us inwardly in touch. This is what he says with the world of states. So the world of states, we have our inward state and our outward state, right? And the inward state becomes overpoweringly will, real, real, (laughs) when we think from them and when we dwell in them. Because what is reality anyway, but what we're experiencing at the moment. And so even if it's in our imagination, we are experiencing it in that moment. And so where do we want to dwell? So one thing is to keep in mind is that you do have a choice. You can choose to not ever allow any of your desires to be fulfilled and to be at the effect of everybody else's desires on how they want to experience the world. Or you can acknowledge that you're a spiritual human being who perceives things, this is what I love that Neville talks about, you perceive things outside the limitations of your own senses because God creates your reality in a world larger than your own limitations. So while we might have, a, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't, I don't think this is possible. I've never experienced this as a possibility. It, those are our own limitations. God doesn't live in the world of limitations. It lives in the world of unlimited expression. And so we're tapping into that world of unlimited expression as it happens in our imagination. And when we do that, we harness the creative power and the energy of the divine to activate it in our lives. So one last bonus that um, Neville talks about in this chapter, he says, relive the day as if you wish you had lived it, revising the scenes to make them conform to your ideas. And so, for instance, so at the end of today, the invitation is, well, maybe at the end of the day, it didn't go as well, well as you planned. I had a couple things, they didn't go as well as I planned. But Rewrite the day in your head as if you wish it had happened and then be in the state of appreciation as if that day happened. So he said, for instance, today's mail brought some disappointing news. Relive the day by mentally rewriting the letter you received and making it conform to the news you wish you had received. Or let's say you injured your foot. Well, creating your mind of the experience of you walking well and healthy. And you're doing everything as if your foot was normal. This is so cool because just thinking about this, like Neville Goddard, again, he wrote this in like 1933. People who are Olympic trainers train their Olympic athletes to do their thing, their uh, course that they're doing, right? If they're gymnasts, they're gymnasts uh, technique in their mind. 
So while they're not physically practicing it, the invitation is that they do it at home in their mind or before they go to bed, they imagine if it's a race, they, they run the race in their mind. There's something to this. Neville knew it. Olympic trainers know it. We have the power to harness it. So in summary today, remember that God within you is your imagination. And you have the power to harness that. You don't have to worry about the how, how it shows up. You just get to, your job is to be in the state of imagination and the feeling tone. And remember that imagination puts us inwardly in touch with the world of states. So in order for them to become real, we have to think from them and dwell in them. And I am complete for today. And so it is.